Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarkin speaks. Uh, Jared and Bob here, and in uh, this week's edition of I think the NFL sucks. Um, I think it's continuing to not be good. I know we talked about this on last week's episode or last Sunday, so it would have came out last Monday. Um, but yeah, here we are again, and there have been so we're there's what two games, three games currently live. Um, two of them are effectively over. Well, actually, all three of them are effectively over. I was going to say because there's only two minutes left in two of the games, and then the the Patriots game is has been over since the first quarter. Um, even though there's ten minutes left in the game, so of all the games that have gone on today, I think there were two that were competitive. So this might become a recurring segment on the show for Sunday nights. I fucking um, hope not. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the scores. Do not do these games. <laughs> Don't do this. What cha- so what changed? What changed from what I said last week? Because fucking same pe- same people. Oh, the slate sucks. Oh, the slate yeah. sucks. Oh, the slate sucks. What changed? Nothing changed. The quarterbacks are still terrible. The coaches are still terrible. It's the same fucking teams. College, NFL doesn't matter. Nothing has changed again. But I have to keep here. Oh, slate sucks. Well, the slate sucks, and then. Oh, wow. Finally, we get a good 1 p.m. slate. Nope. Slate sucks because it doesn't go the way that everyone wants it to go. Or it doesn't go the way that everyone yeah. thinks it's going to go. Everyone thought that Miami-Buffalo was going to be incredible. And it yeah, was it didn't that, go. It was yeah, and, and, and everyone probably bet on Miami and then they fucking lost. Like, so it's like, oh, slate sucks. It's like, no. Stop it. Like, enough of this. Like, if you do, like the, the, the product isn't going to change. The quarterbacks still the quarterbacks. The coaches still the coaches. Like. It is what it is. Yeah. Nothing's changing. And it's like, it's not. And, and then that, that's the thing is every it, it's fucking, it's fucking groundhog day or it's fucking the definition of insanity. Every time people look at the matchups, they go, Oh, finally, finally, we're gonna have a good game. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and it's like, you're looking at it and it's like, pe- either people aren't healthy or the quarterbacks just aren't very good. Or you guys can't differentiate what fucking fantasy football is versus like a real fucking team. Like, I don't know. Because that's the thing. Everyone, everyone's hot. Oh, the slate sucks. It's like, no, Buffalo is better than fucking Miami. Just because they hung 70 and their offense fucking flies around. Like, Buffalo is a better fucking team. Right. Miami's defense is not good. No, they're actually bad. Now, I didn't put any money behind this because, again, it's like I don't trust Josh Allen to not play like he's mentally challenged half the time. But, like, wh- like wh- what? You thought the fucking Dolphins, like, who beat up on, like, fucking the Sped class? Like, you thought that they were all of a sudden this, like, juggernaut? It's like, no. Yeah. Wh- where are you? Get- where is this coming from? And people think the Chargers are good. They're not good. They're not good. That's and the people thing. Think Jordan, Jordan Love is good. He's not good. He's not good. I've heard so. I I think it was was it Ian Mack. Ian. He he's thirty second in the league in completion percentage. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only quarterback worse than him is Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, and then on Thursday night, everyone's like, can't believe can't can't believe the Packers didn't show up. Oh, you, oh, you can't. You yeah. can't. Their quarterback is effectively second worst in the fucking NFL. Right. Right. Now it's not entirely true because there's a lot of metrics you can use, but and this is again where fantasy gets in the way because Jordan Love is like the fantasy quarterback five on the year. He's a top five fantasy quarterback. So everyone thinks he's good. I think this is I think we've gotten to the point where fantasy football has gotten so big that it's broken people's brains. Right. Like, and we talked about it briefly about Justin Herbert last, last week. Right. We're just like, we were like, oh, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert. He's great. He's great. He's a great fantasy quarterback. But like, to your point, would you rather, ha- if you're, you know, you're in the playoffs or you're just at the end of a game, it's the fourth quarter, you need to drive to go down the field. Do you want Justin Herbert or do you want Phillip Rivers? I'll take Phillip Rivers. Right. Do you want Justin Herbert or do you want, Ben Roethlisberger again in his prime, not not at the end. The other thing is, it's just like it's not changing people. Like, yeah, fucking like, uh, yeah, stop. There's like all of these, 
all of these issues, right? Like you pl- play the game, like who would you prefer? And I'll, again, I know you said it last week, but all of those quarterbacks that used to be here are gone and they're not coming back. It was really, I think it was the, the golden age of the NFL, right? Like if you, like we before in a different episode, there's so many callbacks here. Um, and we were talking about the WWE, right? We said the, the, the golden age of the WWE was the attitude era from 97. So I think it, it began at, uh, the judgment day in 97. I, I don't know the exact event, but until 2004, like SummerSlam in 2004 or something like that. I don't know, whatever, something along those lines. That was peak WWE, right? Like it was, you could not get anything better than that. Like nothing before it was as good. Nothing after it has even come close, right? And I think that's what we had with the NFL from 2000 or two, you'll call it 2000 to 2015. We got 15 years of the best the NFL ever was and probably ever will be as far as teams and quarterbacks and players and stuff like that. Right. Like, I don't know. This could be, it, it would it be like reverse recency bias. Right. But if you look at, all of the cumulative like career leaders in whether it's like receiving yards or passing yards or touchdowns or anything like that, who are the guys that are all over the board? It's Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Rivers, right? It's those guys. And even the players, right? It's T.O., uh, Randy Moss, um, Reggie Wayne, Right. It's all of these yeah, just guys. Keep naming them Chad Johnson, Tory Holt. Like all these guys were good. Yeah. And how many of the guys that are now, and again, that like I said, this could be reverse recency bias, right? Because someone like uh, Justin Jefferson is probably uh, he's actually he's good. going to be on that list eventually, but he's only been in the league for four years. But like outside of Patrick Mahomes, who could hold a fucking candle to any of those quarterbacks from 2000 to 20 to 20? Yeah, 2015. Jesus well, the thing is, it's like someone will because they'll put up stupid numbers and then by default, like someone has to come out of the NFC. No, right. I don't think the NFC really had like Jalen Hurts, like Jalen Hurts could make like multiple Super Bowls, but it's like. But as good as he is and as talented as he is and as athletic as he is, he's not a good quarterback. So I actually so this is my only thing. There needs there needs to be some team success to follow. I actually think he might be a little bit closer to um, like something that we are talking about. And I say that because he's not going to turn around and throw for like 350 and four touchdowns and a half or whatever. Right. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, look at this. He's lighting it up. It's like, no, it's pretty, pretty set with who he is. And if he continues just to find ways to win games, whether it's like, hey, we're going to run today and we're going to pass this day and like you you just kind of like find ways, then you get less of the Justin Fields like right where Justin Fields look like seriously, he looks like fucking Mac Jones sometimes and he looks like Michael Vick sometimes. Yeah. And it all depends on whether or not I start him in fantasy football. (laughs) And it's like how it's like, how do you have how do you how do you have a team? When your quarterback is that volatile. That's why like Jalen Hurts, like people are gonna be like, oh, well, I don't think he's that good. It's like, yeah, but he might actually end up being a pretty like stable or steady option because I don't know if the highs are as high as other guys, but I don't think the lows are as low either. Right. So yeah, so um, that's the thing with with um with Hertz, though, I guess too, is he's not gonna fuck up and lose you the game right like he's not so when i said i don't think he's that good like when i think of jalen hurts i think of like he uses a lot of his scrambling ability and like the tush push right like he ends the season with like 10 rushing touchdowns so again in fantasy football he's always top three 
because he has anywhere from seven to 12 rushing touchdowns in a season on top of his passing touchdowns. But like from a pure like quarterbacking perspective, when I think of him, I think of like the bomb down the field to AJ Brown or like the post route where Devonte Smith just burned the corner and the safety shaded over to AJ Brown side. And now Devonte Smith is wide open. Like I don't, I mean, it's it's unfair to to compare him to like Brady and Manning because I don't. I mean, outside of Mahomes, I don't think anybody is Brady or Manning. Um, but like that tactical, like I'm gonna throw it to Brandon fucking Stokely, right? Or I'm gonna throw it to um, Austin Collie, which actually works out for both guys for Brady and Manning. <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, or or um, David Givens, right? Or like random fucking guys, like the quarterback that's like, I'm going to throw it to the guy that's open and I'm going to run the offense like it's supposed to be run versus like Jalen Hurts has, he, he now he's better than Russell Wilson, but he's got a little bit of Russell Wilson in him, right? Where he kind of like does the whole thing where he runs around and then he hocks the ball down the field. You know what he actually is? He's just a, he's just a, uh, he, He's a he's a um a Donovan McNabb that runs a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. That's it. I think that's pretty that's a pretty solid take. Although I think his now, cast no, no is way di- better. No disrespect to Donovan McNabb, but I think Hertz has got a little bit more of the dog in him. Like McNabb was known again, he's a professional fucking athlete. He played quarterback in the NFL, went to the Super Bowl again, lost, I know, but like he's good. But Donovan McNabb, the lasting image of him is like throwing up on the sideline in the Super Bowl. And everyone said he was like nervous and scared, right? Like he just second guessed himself and like went through like mentally wasn't that tough. Again, with a grain of salt, he's a professional athlete and NFL quarterback. So a lot more mentally tough than like 99% of the people in the world. But when it comes to the NFL, he wasn't as mentally tough. I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit tougher mentally than him. You know what I mean? He's little, he's he's got a, he's got the dog in him. You know, what I mean? like I don't I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw up in the Super Bowl because he's nervous. I just I, I'm just good. Like because now people people are bitching about it now. It's like oh oh more terrible games. It's like. I, I I don't know what people wanted. I I don't know. People's expectations are all they're fucking wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, that, and if that ruins your Sunday, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're just not that good. Consistently, the only teams that have looked good are probably the 49ers. And I mean, you can't really discount Miami. Like, they've looked good. I just don't think they're like very I just don't think that they're very good. And for them to get their asses handed to them today was not surprising to me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I might put Miami on the list, but like I don't know, maybe Kansas City, like their offense has not been that great. It's been good enough to win games, but it hasn't been awesome. Like I think I think San Francisco is probably the best team in the league. Because they are, they have been the most consistent across the board, and they haven't almost lost to a shitty team. Like, Philadelphia almost lost to the fucking Commanders today. Like, they needed overtime to win that game. You know, Miami got the doors blown off by Buffalo. Buffalo lost to Jets. Some, the Jets. In, was that week one? So it's like... You know, Kansas City lost to uh, to someone. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, like, that's right. They lost to Detroit on the opening and now, night, like, de- week one. And Detroit's three and one, and people think they're good. Right, they're not. Detroit's not. So this is the thing: is like I don't know who Detroit plays next week, but let's just let me just make up a team. If they Say play like the Ravens, yeah, they probably like, oh, oh, they probably oh, get shit stomped by the Ravens. Oh that, oh, that game will be pretty good. It's like, what makes you think that? What yeah. What on God's fucking green earth makes you think that that would be a good game? Because yeah. they're both three and one teams, I assume. I assume the Ravens are three and one. I think so. So they're both three and one teams. So that that's what makes that a potentially good game. Not a chance. Yeah. No fucking way. 
Yeah. And then you got a team like Dallas, right? They get fucking. So right here, Dallas shit, plays. They get Dallas. shit stomped by Arizona last week. Like, that's what I mean. Like every quote unquote good team has looked like shit at some point this season. Now we're only four weeks into the season. There's still plenty of time left. But like San Francisco is the only team that hasn't looked like shit so far. People need to redefine what they think a good team is. Because yeah. they, they're not what they used to be. Right. Yeah, it's not the, you know, the early aughts Ravens, right? Or the the mid-aughts Colts. <clears throat> Those teams don't exist anymore. Yeah. So so good luck to everyone. If you so if if you're if you're one of those, oh, the slate sucks. It's like oh, another another shitty slate. Good fucking luck because you're not getting a good one anytime soon. Yeah. And it'll be the same thing every fucking. I I, I assure you, every Sunday will be the same thing. Wait till tonight's game, Chiefs Jets. Oh God. <laughs> Wait till wait wait till you see how that plays out. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like seventeen to six. I might not even watch. We'll see. Like I could I could see that because the Jets defense is very good, and the Kansas City offense has struggled. Right, obviously the Jets offense is dog shit, and the Kansas City defense has been carrying the team. Like Chris Jones, like single handedly, is the defense apparently because they got fucking they got destroyed by Detroit in week one. And then Chris Jones comes back and now they have like a top five defense in the NFL since Chris Jones came back. I mean, we can can also see how it goes. They've played three games. One was the bears. One was a loss to the lines. And I don't know what the middle game was. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, no, but speaking of the chiefs, I do want to bring this up. I'm trying to find this. Um, uh, this account on Instagram posts a ton, but let me see if I can find it. Uh, okay, here it is. So speaking of the Chiefs, we have the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, which I think is fucking incredible. Um I said this to Amy the other day when we were just kind of talking and because they're talking about it on golf fucking broadcasts and like everyone is talking about like, oh, Taylor Swift is going to be at the Meadowlands to watch Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs take on uh, the Jets and like, oh, Taylor Swift was at the the at Arrowhead last week to watch Travis Kelsey. It's like this whole thing, right? Like Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, NFL, whatever. And I said to Amy, I go, I think it's fascinating because the NFL is a $10 billion a year company, right? They generate $10 billion in revenue. And I think Taylor Swift is bigger than the NFL. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm not only do I think, I'm like almost certain that Taylor Swift is bigger than the NFL because she is beloved across the entire world, not just in the United States. What um, do you mean Germany and England love? The yeah. NFL? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mexico. Yeah. I bet if you poll people in Azerbaijan, <laughs> whether they prefer the NFL or Taylor Swift, they're going to take Taylor Swift because people just fucking love, her. they love her. And I think it's hilarious that the NFL has now almost not it hasn't really met its match because they're not it's not an adversarial thing but like people are blown away at how popular taylor swift actually is like because because if you think about it it's almost two worlds that don't really intersect right like swifties are swifties right like they love taylor swift they're probably majority of them probably don't watch football Right. And likewise, all of the people that watch football, yeah, they probably they they certainly know who Taylor Swift is, right? Maybe some of them listen to her music, but like a majority of people that watch NFL football are not considered Swifties, right? Like they're not like, oh, I'm gonna spend a thousand dollars 
to go to this con just for a ticket to her concert, right? And I'm gonna fly to fucking bumfuck Ohio because that's the only place that I could get a thousand dollar ticket. And like they do all kinds of goofy shit for this this girl. And so I found I saw this on Instagram the other day. There was a post of the impact that Taylor Swift has had after attending the Kansas City Chiefs game last week. So I gotta fight off a sneeze. Um, so female viewership of the game saw a 63% increase. So female viewership is up 63%. Uh, Travis Kelsey's Instagram gained at the time of this, this post 600,000 followers yesterday. I saw it was up to 800,000. So he's gained a almost a million extra followers on Instagram since they've come out or whatever. Travis Kelsey's podcast is now ranked number one on Apple. It's his podcast that he does with his brother. Uh, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales have increased 400%. Now, that's the one that kind of blows me away the most. I think that's one of the most impressive ones because Travis Kelsey isn't a shit bum NFL player. He is arguably the greatest tight end to ever play in the NFL, right? Like you can make the argument that Gronk was better. Do I, I personally think Gronk was better, but his career was shortened and he was injured all the time and he doesn't have the numbers. Now Kelsey has the numbers. And I think you know, gun to head, I think Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end to ever play in the NFL. Again, it's my my own bias with Gronk aside, it, it is what it is, right? So he's not like a third string DB that like no one knows who he is. And now his jersey sales have increased 400%. No, this is Travis fucking Kelsey. Like he's been good forever. <laughs> like he's he's been good for a decade. And again, he's arguably the greatest to ever play his position. And his jersey sales have gone up 400%. Wild. And then the last stat they posted was Kansas City Chiefs experienced a three times increase in home game ticket sales, which that one also is kind of almost as impressive as the, the jersey sale one to me. That... They're, I think all of their home games for the rest of the season have sold out. 3X'd their home game ticket sales since last week when Taylor Swift was at the game. I think this is fucking hilarious. So if this doesn't work out, does everything go the complete other way? <laughs> well, the money's already spent. No, it's already spent now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, I fucking hate Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of like the person. Um, I think he's a tool, but you can't deny his talent. Um, I mean, in the same breath, Gronk is a fucking tool bag too, right? Like he's a, he's a fucking goofball. So, I mean, again, I think it's, I think it's funny that the NFL has, found something finally that is bigger than itself yeah and guess what it's doing it making it even bigger it makes it it's making it bigger yeah yeah i saw a lot of people on twitter that were like this was rigged like the nfl like is giving taylor swift like a, a fucking cut of something to like fake in a relationship with kelsey so it's because people have nothing better to do with their lives than just to make make up funny stories which again they're funny they're entertaining but it's stupid like, imagine the NFL being like, oh, who can we get to promote us? Oh, Taylor Swift. She's actually bigger than us. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I just thought, I think it's entertaining to follow and, and see the Swifties become NFL fans and all of like the crazy shit that's on Instagram and everything. So, and Twitter. I might not watch tonight just because of that. I forgot about that part. 
Yeah, I'm curious to see the ratings. Because as we know, the game like so as we know, the game's gonna suck because every NFL game is fucking terrible now. Yeah. And even though everyone can't can't believe it, can't believe it. <laughs> um yeah, so I might just watch something else. I don't know what yet. Um TV events. So I I'm trying to find this graphic. Uh okay, here it is. So of the, I saw this, I'll hold it up for the, uh, you can't really see it on YouTube. Yeah, you can't Never mind. Um, so I saw this the other day too. The top 100 most watched TV broadcasts of 2022. So of the top 100, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. We're not NFL football. So what is that? 100 minus 18 and 82. 82 out of the 100 <laughs> top watched. Like this is like the highest ratings events of the calendar year in 2022. Everything on TV, the top 100 rated things, 82 of them were NFL football games. And then one, two, three, four, five of those were college football games. So 87 out of the 100 were football. The other things, three three things were political programming. Well, four, I'm sorry, four things were political programming. Uh, one event was the winter Olympics. And then three of the events were the world cup. And then one event was the Academy Awards. But like of the top 20, 19 were NFL football games. The number seven ranked thing was a political program. So the top six were NFL 19 of 20. Like it's just fucking wild. How absolutely insane the the NFL is, and Taylor Swift is bigger. <laughs> I'm already um I'm, I'm I'm already sick of this. I got I got fucking like Channel Seven on, uh, NBC like whatever whatever yeah, they the do pregame whatever yeah uh, Football Night in America is that what they do yeah I got that on and it's like. Right now, Chris Sims is like breaking down Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's been in the league 11 years. We know what the fuck he is, especially yeah. in this offense. We know what the fuck he does. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other funny thing, just to stick with the football theme before we move on to other things, I figured while we're here, um, the and I saw you added this to, to the, the the list too, but I had the, I've had this on here for a little bit. The... Uh, the Washington Commanders <laughs> are being sued right now. So, if any of you, anyone that does follow football, you know that this the the Washington Commanders are the team formerly known as the Washington Football Team, which is the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Uh, so, a couple of years ago, uh, there was you know during all the whole cancel culture, Me Too, fucking George Floyd, all that stuff, there was let's call it immense pressure on the Washington Redskins to change their team name because they were being called racists and bigots. And the, the term Redskin was um, allegedly a, a racial slur for a Native American. Uh, and I use the word allegedly because... After the team changed, like that whole thing happened, the the owner who was a complete shitbag, we've talked about him before on the show, or the previous owner, Dan Snyder, total shitbag. He fought tooth and nail forever uh, to not change the name and finally gave in. And then they got all kinds of crazy shit on him and they got him to sell the team because, again, he's a shitbag. Um, but they changed the name to Washington football team for one season, right? Is that what it was? Might have been. Yeah, maybe it was just one season. And then for the last two seasons, 
they have been the Washington Commanders. Uh, they they changed their name. So again, the reason why I said allegedly before was they're now being sued again. This time they're being sued by a group of Native Americans. Why, you might ask? Well, this group of Native Americans wants the team to change their name back to the Washington Redskins. So was the term actually racist, uh, allegedly? Like, or do they not care? Because they they want it back. They said that it was like trying to erase Native American culture by removing uh, the name and the mascot. They were saying the mascot was actually um, based on a real person. Like it was a... Um, Chief White Calf. Yeah, Chief White Calf. What's the word? A caricature? Not a caricature, but it was like a... No, they said a, it was an actual person. Yeah, it was like a drawing, right? Like, a, I, I mean, like the actual emblem of the oh, Washington Redskins. Like, yeah, it, was it was a drawing. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, yeah. artist rendition, right, uh, of of chief white chief white calf right it, it wasn't like a wasn't like a, a photo like a real photograph of the guy but it was a drawing of a real person and now there's like is it what is it 50,000 people 130 130,000 people or 130,000 native americans um have signed a petition for the washington commanders to change their name back to the washington redskins <laughs> yeah i i just i think this is a great story i don't nothing <laughs> nothing's gonna come from this because it's it's actually the lawsuit is coming from it's not coming from like a tribe or something it's coming from the native american guardians association so um i think what we'll i think what we'll see is the case the case will get thrown out at some point, like the, the no judge is going to make them change back to being the Redskins. <laughs> too stupid. Um, Unless they get a Native American judge. Too stupid. Too stupid <laughs> of a thing. Won't happen. The other thing, too, I don't know how much this this association uh, like NAGA is their acronym. I don't know how like legitimate it really is. It sounds a little bit like because they're not again they're not a tribe they're not like associated with it's not like it's not like the fucking seminal tribe of fucking the united states like right right this seems like a random offshoot group where i wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of like try to draw up law law draw up lawsuits just to kind of get attention what whatnot yeah um but i do like it's it's just on the surface, the idea that, oh, wow, that name's so bad. That name's so racist. That name is, that name's terrible. Can't have that name. Yet there is a Native American organization that's saying, uh, yeah, we want the name back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not in reality, but it's fine. Yeah. And they're also like, they're saying it's racist that they took it out, like they took it off. Yeah. And they're trying to control the the narrative on Native Americans and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's the whole, like, they're trying to erase Native American culture. <laughs> so pretty funny. I, I, I do enjoy a good, uh, a good story like that. Um, all right. So b before we get into some other shit. Um, we do have some updates for the 2023 death pool. Uh, so we hit, we have a, we have a victory lap and we have a loser lap, uh, to take. So victory lap Jones, shout out to Jones. Uh, he hit Diane Feinstein. Uh, she died the other day for anyone that doesn't know. She was the Senator from California who was about a billion years old, give or take uh, a thousand years. Um, and she died finally. <laughs> and Jones picked her at the beginning of the year. So, so far, I think we have two hits um, and a near miss. I guess um, one of the podcasts that I listened to said Ringo Starr almost died during a, um, 
during one of his concerts because I think he tripped and fell or something and had to go to the hospital or something like that. Um, I didn't finish listening to the uh, podcast episode, but I just saw like in their description that it, or the title of their episode too was Ringo Starr almost died. Um, so shout out to Nick for that one because he actually took Ringo Starr for this year. So he might be on death watch. We still have a couple months, depending on how bad that fall was. Um, and yeah, so Diane Feinstein, Feinstein, however you say it, uh, we hit it. Shout out to Jones. But we missed uh, Michael Gambon, who anyone that doesn't know who that is, he's a British actor. So British motherfuckers do die eventually. Uh, he was 82 years old, which all things considered for a British motherfucker, he was pretty young. Um, he was the actor that played Dumbledore in Harry Potter. He was the second one, actually, because the original Dumbledore died. <laughs> so the uh, the guy that played Dumbledore in the first and second Harry Potter movies died after they filmed the second Harry Potter movie. So they replaced him. It was Richard Harris. They replaced him with Michael Gambon um, for the third three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Um, those movies, that was Michael Gambon, and he just died. And we missed that. So a couple near uh, close calls this year, right? Chris almost had Bam Margera, who looked like, well, there's still plenty of time for Bam too, but he hasn't really been in the news lately. Um, it wasn't looking too good in uh, Q2 <laughs> of this year for Bam Margera, but he pulled it off. So we still have one quarter of the year left to go. Um. I don't even remember who I had on my list. I think I, I, the only one I think I remember was Andy Dick. But yeah, I don't even remember who else I took. Yeah. I have no idea. I'd have to go back and look. Um, all right. So let's see. What do we got here? Oh, this is a fun one. Um, so Target, right? Which I think is the second largest, uh, box store in the country right behind walmart i think walmart is like far and away number one and i think um target is number two right behind it so target has decided to start closing some of its stores now target was also in the news over the summer because of the the transgender bathing suits and shit that was right at the front of their store and for the LGBT pride month in June and all that shit. And people were boycotting target and their fucking stock tanked and all kinds of shit. So for anyone that's like, Oh, targets closing their stores like that, that, that worked right. Like that boycotting worked all that stuff. No. Well, I can't say no. It, I'm sure it did. Some, well, it did do something because they removed all the displays of the uh the transgender bathing suits and things like that from the front of the store um but that is not why target has decided to close stores um there are nine stores in particular so it's not like they're hurting financially right these nine stores that target has decided to close are in the following cities and i want you to tell me if you notice something if you notice a pattern between these cities, uh, New York City, Seattle, San Francisco, Oakland, and Portland. Nope. Nothing in common amongst those. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nope. <laughs> so nope, can't, 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 can't put a finger on it. Yeah. I can't quite figure out what the connection is between those four cities. Is it four? Yeah. Yeah. New York, Seattle, San Francisco, Oakland, Portland. That's five. There's five cities. I, effectively, San Francisco and Oakland are like kind of the same place, but they're, they're, they're different. They're on the opposite sides of the Bay. So yeah, nine stores in those five cities. Target said, yeah, we're closing our stores and we're bouncing. We're not here anymore. And uh, for anyone out there that couldn't draw the conclusion, um, it's because of extremely high crime rates <laughs> in these cities. 
Well, and I was going to say, I assume that a lot of those places probably decriminalized like shoplifting and stuff. Well, California for sure did. They they decriminalized anything under $900. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Portland and Seattle are far off. No, no. They're shitholes. And New York City is a shithole also. Um, so yeah, like they actually gave the reason and they said the reason was because of crime. So Target no longer the second largest box store, like like provider of consumer goods in the country, no longer wants to do business in those five cities. And they're closing nine of their stores in those five cities because crime is so bad. And it's not worth it to keep their stores open. Yeah, I also got to imagine that the rents are fucking crazy too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a company like Target owned those buildings. They're a fucking massive corporation. Like I said, they're literally only they're second to only Walmart. Yeah, maybe. But I would also say. Yeah, because if you can develop, if you can develop the land, then yes. Because like, so like, for example, there was a Walgreens that sat vacant for fucking ever because the building is a fucking Walgreens. It's built for a Walgreens. It looks like a Walgreens. It smells like a Walgreens. It walks like a Walgreens. Yeah. Weighs less than a witch. (laughs) So. If you're not going to be a Walgreens and there's a CVS down the street, what the fuck is going to go into that building? Right. It took like 10 years and like a Dollar Tree went in, but yeah, that's kind of like my only thing is like a a Target. Now, obviously, they definitely own some buildings. They definitely rent some buildings. Um, But yeah, if you're it, it's like if you have a Target. And you're just like, ah, fuck it, bail. Dude, like, what the fuck is going to go in that building? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Spirit Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Christmas tree shop on the Cape is one of those yeah. right now. Um, But yeah, that's what I mean. Is like, if it's not going to be a target, what's it going to be? Yeah, because it can it's only be a spirit big. Halloween for three months out of the year. It's too big to be like anything else. Like it could be a grocery store. Yeah. But like those are major cities that probably already have grocery yeah, stores probably in place. Already set. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I like I gen I genuinely don't know if they like if they own their buildings in places like that. You know what I could like potentially see happening is a Walmart or like an Amazon, use it as warehouse space. Because I think Amazon's trying to do that because I think they're trying to go like nationwide. Like it's either 24 or 48 hours or less when you buy something. Um, Because obviously we have it because we live in the Northeast and we're like in between Boston, Providence, New York. Like we're we're in the fucking thick of, of the Northeast in whatever. But I think people that live in like Nebraska, I don't think their Amazon Prime gets to them in 48 hours or less. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Amazon's not the Amazon's different in Nebraska. <laughs> it's not like it is here um, or like remote Montana. Right. Like I don't I don't think it's the same thing where you buy a fucking pack of pencils on Amazon on Monday and it shows up to your house on Tuesday night. I don't I don't think it's I don't think that's how it works in most parts of the country. But I think that's what Amazon's goal is. I think they want to be able to do that. Um, so I think they're like buying up shit like that and like turning them into like warehouse storage so that they can deliver place more places. Yeah, the quicker. only problem is a t- like a target might not be big enough for them though. Probably not. Probably like not. Those warehouses sometimes like 100,000 square feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this, but that, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, that's the, I, again, I, I don't know the answer. I think like, um, I think you'd be surprised like in those plazas and those plaza type things. 
usually someone owns that, whether it's a group or a person. It's usually not a person, but if it's a big enough plaza, usually like a group or something owns that. Like the and big one they, around here is the RK group. The, they have yeah, their, like their they, emblem is like the basketball. Yeah, like they have a lot of plazas. Yeah. So like they can withstand some of that stuff. Right. Um, it's hard for it. Th- I would think it would be hard for a target to buy in a plaza. So it's like if there's a standalone target, no problem. Yeah. Well, like the one down the street for me is a standalone building. Yeah, but is it kind is it like kind of plaza? I've never been over to that one, but isn't there like isn't there like other buildings around? There was one other building that's closed and vacant. It was an old baby's R Us. Okay. It's like on the other side of the parking lot. All right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I mean is like if the target like sits alone, fine, but like you know like the like the Walmart and Rainham on Broadway. Yeah. That that one kind of like sits alone. Yeah. Like they probably own that. Right. Like they probably bought that land and built that up. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not super familiar with the one in North Attleboro, but like the one in Easton, I guarantee they don't own that. Yeah, because that's right. I mean, it is standalone, but it's it's in a plaza. It's behind like the big someone and someone owns all that land. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes too, well, I guess this would come into um, whether or not you lease or own the space and the building or the land and all that. But I feel like sometimes the parking lot is different, right? Like a company, like something might own the building, but they don't own the parking lot. Like I've heard that before with some companies like like oh yeah we own the building but not the parking lot so the the parking lot is maintained by like someone else oh because that's like the the, yeah because that's like the land yeah 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 i've 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 run across situations like that in my like job where i've heard i've heard people make those comments real estate's weird yeah real estate is very weird but yeah so Target said we're peacing, which good for them. It, it is. It's good for them. And honestly, like it's what needs to start happening, right? I've said it before. Like this is how the free market is supposed to work, right? It's we have these ridiculous fucking policies in place in some of these cities. And what needs to happen for that to change is people need to leave, businesses need to leave. Right, you stop spending money in the city, and then the city eventually will change. I mean, it's not going to be a a one, two, five year thing. It might take two or three decades, right? Because for some of these cities, we're on the second decade of them fucking it up, right? Of like the policy change, like they started changing some of these policies in the early two thousands. Like I said, we're 20 years later, and now we're getting to the point where it's so bad that businesses are leaving and people are leaving. Um, obviously, COVID accelerated everything, but so we'd probably have, I would say, at least another 10 years or so, depending on the, the location, before things start to turn around and go the other way. Right? I mean, like slowly but surely, like there'll be some spots here and there are some pockets that 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 are ahead of the curve, right? That start to change and and do different things, but I think as a general like nationwide fucking society, I think we're at, at minimum 10 years away from uh regaining any sort of uh reality. As far as like dumbass policies, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, no, we'll decriminalize uh, theft for under nine hundred dollars, or uh, we'll let homeless people sleep wherever we want, or we're not going to arrest people for shitting on the street, or you know what I mean? Like dumbass fucking policies. Um, I think we're still, like I said, about a decade away from from turning those around. 
Yes, seems to be some. Wait, it's starting. It's starting. it's starting now, obviously, right? Target's leaving, right? So we're yeah. we're in the process of turning it around, but it's like a fucking cargo ship, right? It's it's not a Mazda Miata here. Like it's going to take some time to turn the fucking ship around. Yeah, and I think someone in California. I don't know if it's San Francisco specifically, but like someone mentioned doing something about the homelessness. Uh, yeah, someone in Boston has mentioned doing something about fucking methadone mile. Like they're saying these things. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, well, the mayor of New York, the what's his name, Eric Adams. Too, too many immigrants. Yeah, he came out like was it last year and was like, "Oh, we're a sanctuary city. We 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 open our arms to all immigrants and everyone." And like two weeks ago, he's like, "Oh, we got too many immigrants. We can't do it anymore. You got to turn them away. We can't. We can't handle it." That's like, okay, well, this is what you get. <laughs> oh, good. Taylor Swift is uh is on the NFL commercial. They're <laughs> they're promoting her tour. Did you see that commercial? I sure did. <laughs> oh, here my, oh, we oh, go. And oh, and here's my guy. <laughs> what a fucking tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, here he is. This is his um, fucking go get a COVID shot commercial brought to you by Pfizer. Fucking. <sighs> um, all right. Want to start wrapping this up? We can wrap this up. All right. Um. So Michaela and I went to uh, Ocean Edge again this weekend. And I actually played the golf course. So uh, Ocean Edge golf course, it is private. There are members, but resort guests can play. Um, so I don't know, whatever you want to call that. Like if you want to call it's it private. Cape? Yeah, Brewster. Right. Uh, ocean Edge, no views of the ocean. It's not on the water. Um, it is, in fact, not on the ocean's edge. No, I think <laughs> the resort, the resort, you can walk to the beach, which is on the water. But the golf course is across the street and inland. Um, so, I mean, solid Cape course. I mean, it's so the peak, it's still peak season. So it was 160 bucks, which probably is like maybe 15 bucks too much in my opinion. But I mean, we're splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, like range, cart, all that shit's included. Like it's that type of situation. Uh, course is in good shape. Layout pretty solid. Like there's enough going on. Whatever. Sort of reminds me of a lot of the Cape and Plymouth courses. So like, kind of fits the bill. Sort of. Um, the ninth hole needs to be blown off the fucking earth, though. <laughs> Talk about fucking dumb fucking hole like it's like 550 fucking yards or some shit that's dumb so and it's playing into the wind and i don't know maybe because maybe it normally from the, plays down from the whites or whatever teams you play like did i you played play 6400 6, yards so, yeah so that's reasonable right that's a reasonable it's not like you I mean, played from long. 772 no i mean it's a long par five I'd say like any like anything if you're playing from 6500 yards and there's a par 5 that's like longer than 525 you could probably start calling that long. Yeah. Um but so it's playing into the wind. Maybe it normally plays downwind. I don't know. Playing into the wind. So T-ball out. I have 300 yards to the pin. <laughs> there's a giant marsh in the fairway. So okay. Into the wind, 215 covers the other side of the marsh. Well, into the wind, 215, that's more like a 240 shot. Right. I don't have a 240 shot off the deck, so right. I, I guess we're laying up. Well, the layup is hit it 150 yards, and then you have 150 yards in. <laughs> i'm like this whole sucks this yeah. this this whole fuck this is fucking stupid like 
you got I think you gotta move the tees up. I think that's how you make that. Cause you like because that's the thing, is like if you move the tees up, like cause that that marsh thing isn't going anywhere. It's like conservation land. Right. So it's not moving. And actually, I don't even know if they can like trim it, cut it down. I don't think they can do anything to it. Right. So I think you need to move the tees up on that hole so that you can at least let people, if they want to like lay up short of the green, they can. But get over the marsh. Yeah. And then, you know, if the tees are like five, say it's 525. Well, now my cover, cover the marsh for me now is only 190, 187. Well, now I can still hit like a hybrid. I won't reach the green. Right. So then I still have to hit my third shot. So I don't think it makes the hole dramatically like easier, but it definitely makes it less stupid. Yeah. So you're other than that, trying to approach the green from 150 yards. Stupid. On a par it's, five. It's just, but it's that and like that, that stuff's like kind of fine, but it's like you don't get an option, like you don't get a choice. It's yeah. So it's just stupid. Like most people aren't going to have that shot in the bag. Right. And like the 212, it has to carry 212. Right. Right. Like my hybrid only carries like 205. So it's five wood for me. Right. But I'm, but I'm saying into the winds. You know, I'm thinking like 30 miles an hour or I'm sorry, 30 yards for 15 mile an hour winds or so, because yeah. it's not that much. Right. And I'm like, this is stupid. So uh, blow that hole off the earth or fix it, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, or just I mean, move the T's up. Yeah, just move the T's forward. <laughs> no, that's it, because if you move the T's up and then... Uh, you play the correct tees, then it, you, then you're not left with a goofy layup. Right now, there will still be some problems. Like some people may not have a like a one ninety carry. Like some people don't. So yeah, you might have. Then you'll get some really stupid layups. Like you'll have to lay up, like. 120 yards to hit it 150 yards like you'll get yeah. some weird stuff so that's why i'm just like just blow the fucking thing up <laughs> blow it up get rid of just it kill it with fire i think so but yeah otherwise solid um yeah so you either you either got to stay there or you got to know a member there's no other way to get on um i'd be curious to see what the deal is with the captain's courses in brewster and cranberry valley those are like probably like the closest ones nearby um for a comparison but like those are open to the public like no questions asked like yeah obviously this is open to the public but it's open to resort guests right so you probably get a little bit shittier conditions but you'll definitely pay less and the layout of it might kind of be similar. I don't know. I've heard a lot of good things about the captain's course and cranberry. So who knows? But is the uh is the resort nice? The resort's pretty good. Um if you so the only thing that gets weird about it is you can so like with Ocean Edge, you can own there as well. So Half the resort is on one side of the street. Half the resort's on the other side of the street. One side has the mansion. The mansion is where all the restaurants are. And there are guest rooms over there, whatever. We we stayed in the mansion this time. Um, but, like, you can walk to the beach. There's, like, tennis. There's a pool. There's hot tubs. There's indoor. And uh, that, that stuff's, like, indoor-outdoor. When we went in April, we stayed in one of the villages, which is across the street. So we went in April, and I think they were running shuttles, but we like didn't really know what the deal was with the shuttles. So it's like if you're gonna yeah. go to the if you're gonna go to the restaurants, whatever, you gotta drive or catch a shuttle. And then if you stay in the wrong village, you could be like way, way, way down. Like we right. were in the first village closest to the road, but again, you still have to drive to get there. Right. Um, so, like, the resort itself is fine, but you could end up staying in a weird spot if you 
either don't know what you're doing or if you choose to stay in the village. And obviously the villages are cheaper than the mansion. So you got to kind of know what you're doing. Hmm. But other than that, it's pretty good. I mean, I, but, but again, I went in April and I went in September. The weather wasn't good either time. So I didn't like <laughs> use the, I didn't, I didn't, but I, I, but so this is the thing for me though. I don't go like, I don't pick these weekends to like go to the beach. Right. Like I'll just go to my mother's cottage. If I right. really want to go to the beach, I'll just go to my mother's cottage. Right. Like we use that as a as a chance to go away. And yes, I got to play golf on this one. The weather was too or the forecast was too crappy last time. Yeah. Um yeah, we like it. And obviously the mansion is, I mean, it's a pretty big benefit to just walk to your restaurants, your bars, your stuff like that. The other side, yeah, you can shuttle, but like I didn't see many shuttles. <laughs> so yeah, it's like one shuttle every three hours. <laughs> well, it it and again, it's probably like one of those things too. Like you could probably call the front desk and just be like, "Hey, when does the next shuttle come over this way?" Right. Right. And they'll be like, "Oh, uh, actually, you know what? We'll just send someone over for you." Like it could it could be as easy as that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an on-demand shuttle service. Well, in in the shoulder season, right. I could see that being kind of the case because when it's in season, I'm sure it runs every oh, yeah. half yeah. hour. Twice yeah. it, it runs like two or three times an hour, whatever it is. Right. Um, but yeah, in the shoulder season, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like, oh, well, it runs like once an hour, but like if you give us a call, like we might be able to like send someone to scoop you up. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I haven't been to the other resorts either. Like I haven't, I don't think it's as nice as like Chatham Bars Inn or um, Waquasset. So I can't compare it to the other resorts, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, I like it as a pretty solid option. I got no complaints. All right. Good to know. Hey, Brewster's not overly far. It's right next to Dennis. Yeah. But like East Dennis. Right, right. It's uh, it's in between Dennis and Chatham, right? Mm. Or like it's it's between. Yeah, it might be. It's all, but it's also like it kind of sneaks like almost um, would be north or would be west of Harwich. Probably north. Okay. Yeah, but it's before you get to like Chatham and East Ham and then before yeah. you get to like the real fucking like upper yeah. cape. Yeah. Orleans and fucking Yeah, way before that. Well that shit up there. All right. Um, what do we got here? Oh, so my final thought um is my second attempt at making a pinwheel uh so i did it the other day and i talked about it a couple weeks ago um it it didn't come out awesome uh, i tried to smoke it first and then finish it in the oven uh to like get it crispy or whatever and it just just it didn't work out so i uh last weekend i saw or last week at some point uh, i don't know time doesn't make sense to me anymore I got um I got whatever I think it was like a London broil maybe or whatever but I just I butterflied it right I opened it up I pounded it down uh and then I realized that I didn't have prosciutto anymore so I was like okay well I have pepperoni <laughs> and I have bacon and I have provolone so I was like fuck it so I did a uh provolone bacon and pepperoni uh in the pinwheel so I rolled it up I tied it down with the butcher twine and I only cooked it in the oven this time. I didn't smoke it. Uh, and I think I cooked it at 350 until it got to an internal temp of 120, uh, which is rare for anyone out there that that knows. Uh, so I cooked it to 120 and then I took it out uh, and I let it sit until I think it got up to like 130. And then I cut I sliced it at 130. And it was way fucking better. It was so much better. Like Amy even said, like, 
wow, this one like came out really good. She was like, nothing against the first one, but like this hey, one, uh, this is one's actually, actually edible. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny though. Like sometimes Michaela will be nice. And I'm like, you don't have to be nice. I go, this sucks. I go, yeah. this, I go, I go, it didn't go the way I thought it would go. And it's just not that good. Right. Right. But it's, she goes, oh, but it still tastes fine. I'm like, I, I, I understand like you're, being nice about it i go this is not good yeah it's not good i i tried to do something different and it didn't work and i i'll learn right next time it'll be better yeah <laughs> which it was this time was actually really fucking good so uh i think i figured out the way don't don't try and get cute don't try and fucking smoke at first and then do whatever it's just put it in the oven keep it fucking simple uh cook it to 120 yank it and then let it rise on its own and then play slice the it. Yep. Yep. Play the hits. So that's, uh, that's that. That's, uh, that's going to do it for us. So, uh, thank you guys for, for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, subscribe up above, hit the like button, uh, down below, tell everybody, you know, about the show, uh, spread the word. Uh, subscribe also if you're an audio-only guy. Uh, if you use Spotify or Apple to listen to the show, you can leave us a review and five stars. Uh, so it would be much appreciated if you guys go do that for us. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Or on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Uh, Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. The website SarcasmSpeaks.com. We are also running the weekly pick em pool still. Again, it's going to be every week. The NFL uh, picks against the spread, $6 to enter every week, or you can pay up front for the remainder of the season. Uh, so reach out to us and let us know if you want in. We'll get you in. Um, I, I haven't really checked it much today, uh, so I don't know who's winning, but I think I saw we had 24 entries for today. So whatever... 24 times five, whatever that comes out to be 120 bucks, I think. Yep. Um, so the winner this week will get 120 bucks. Uh, so again, if you want in great, tell, tell other people about it too. You know, if it's, it's open to the public, all you need is just the link to, to get logged in. So we'll get you that information. Uh, if you need, I think we might need a password. So we'll get you the password. Um, and what else? Oh, uh, shout out to noonbrew.com. Uh, I was drinking it earlier again, and you can use the promo code in the show notes below to get 10% off your entire order every single time you check out at noonbrew.com. Uh, you go to podcompany.com. I uh, use the promo code below again to get $10 off of your ice pod, ice plunge. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, and free shipping over there. Uh, and then lastly, we have mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod uh, when you first sign up with mybookie.com and they will double your first deposit up to $1,000. Uh, so I think that's it for now. So until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>